Welcome to the Mustard Seed Moments podcast. My name is Alora Drake. This is a podcast all about faith. So whether you're looking for some encouragement, need a little hope today, or just want to be reminded about the truth and character of who God really is, then this podcast is for you. In these episodes, we'll take some time to say a prayer, open God's word, and talk about encouraging truths and uplifting stories. It's my prayer to infuse a little bit of hope into your week. Do you question God? Does it seem like he knows what he's doing, or are you busy questioning, complaining, and doubting every single thing that's happening in your life right now? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today, so let's tune in. Let's open with prayer. Father, I thank you that you are so good and so patient and so loving and so kind, God. It can be so hard to be on this side of heaven and to see the world around us and to get so concerned with the way everything's going. Maybe it's just the way things are going in our lives, or maybe it's the way things are going in people we really love's lives, and we're concerned and bothered and frustrated, and it can be really easy to question and to wonder, what are you doing? What exactly is the plan here? What is happening? And And to question and worry and wonder, are you still there? Are you still paying attention? Do you really know what's happening? Are you still good in all of it? God, I just pray as we come before you in different areas and different seasons and with different heart postures that you would just meet us all where we're at. That if we're coming with questions and concern and frustration, that you would speak softly to our hearts, that you would show us who you are, that we would, as we see more of your character, that we would be comforted and find peace and rest in knowing that you are a good and faithful God. Lord, I pray that you bless this time together and in your holy name. Amen. Okay, friends. So today we're talking about kind of questioning God or really like having concerns and frustrations and doubts about what he's doing and how he does he really know what he's doing is kind of what I was thinking about and I kind of there's like two parts of how I kind of got to this topic and really wanted to talk about it and one of them is related to my job and the other one's related to my mom processing a sermon that she listened to with me and it just got me thinking so let's dive in so I I know I've said this multiple times. I'm a nurse. I work with a teeny tiny population of small babies. And I've recently kind of transitioned my role in my job. And I'm dealing a lot more with parents and usually frustrated parents who are questioning what we're doing and why we're doing it, who have concerns. And sometimes those concerns are super valid. And sometimes they're completely out like you're like where did that come from and it's so interesting to get to see that side of it and then to take that side of it and kind of apply it to the gospel and what I kind of have seen and where I'm kind of going to kind of direct this um, topic today is just that it's so interesting when people don't understand something and my area of medicine is very interesting in that even if you're medical, neonatology and NICU is so specialized that even medical people have a really hard time understanding 
what we do and why we do what we do and everything related to babies. And it makes so much sense to me and my colleagues. But if you're coming in from somewhere else, you do not understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, why it matters. And that can be really unnerving and frustrating. And so it's been interesting being in this new role coming in and just seeing how frequently a parent will interpret something that we've done or said and with their lack of knowledge, they completely misunderstand what we're doing and why we're doing it or why we're saying certain things. And it's really unsettling to them and they get really upset and they kind of go down this pathway that as somebody who really understands, I'm like, oh, whoa, no, that's not at all accurate. I can kind of see how you got there, but I know more than they do. And so I'm kind of able to talk them out of that. And we're kind of able to have this really good discussion of me kind of showing them my knowledge and explaining a deeper knowledge so that way they can know where we're coming from and have have what they need in order to process what it is they're going through. And that kind of got me thinking about when we're dealing with God and a lot of things, we are like parents in the NICU. We do not understand the full picture. And so we tend to take these little bits that we do understand and then we can really easily spiral off with them and we can really easily think that we understand or think that we see a full picture and we make a lot of assumptions and a lot of um, emotion about what we see and what we feel and what we are thinking based upon our very limited slice of knowledge. And we can get ourselves all sorts of worked up about something that we really actually don't know about. And so that's kind of what got me started into this thought. And when my mom and I were talking, she had just recently listened to a sermon about um, the woman who bled for 12 years. And it's a really good story. And if you've never read it before, well, we're going to read it today. But if you've never heard it before, it's um, in multiple of the gospels. I think it's in, I know it's in Matthew and Mark, and I don't honestly remember if it's in Luke as well, but it's in multiple gospel accounts and it's a really cool story for so many reasons. And I really want to unpack some of it, but kind of one of the things that I found interesting about this story is that it's very easy to, if you read it, and especially if you read it with a medical mindset, which I'll be honest, it's kind of how I read everything. It's, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it also doesn't make a lot of sense when you come at it as a human, as a flawed and fallible human versus how God comes at things. And so I just wanted us to kind of dive in and unpack this concept that we don't really know. We like to think that we know. We like to make guesses like we know, but we don't really know much of anything. And it's really God who knows, and he is good in all things. And so Let's dive into Matthew. So it's in Matthew 9 and it's 18 through 26 that we're going to read. And this is what the word says. While he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him saying, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him and his disciples. And behold, a woman who had been suffering from a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, If only I touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. 
and instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute player and the crowds making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl's not dead but sleeping, and they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl rose, and the report of this went through all that district. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, so that's kind of a, I mean, let's be honest, it's kind of a weird story. You like have this ruler coming up and being like, my daughter's dead, but I think you can come save her. And so like, that's, you know, Jesus is on his way to go save this girl who's just died, which, you know, children, women and children take precedence in emergency situations and triaging type situations, but also you deal with like the most critical. So if you're you know, triaging and you think you can save somebody, you go to that person first. And then you got this other woman coming and she's bleeding, and, but she's been bleeding for like 12 years. So this is no new thing. This is kind of like somebody coming in and being like, yeah, had this problem for a while. You know, they just tend to, they have to wait longer usually because it's like, well, you're just coming to us with this now. You've dealt with it for a while. Obviously it's not, you know, emergent life and death situation. So you got the life and death situation that Jesus is kind of on his way to deal with. And then you have this other woman who's kind of had this issue for a while and she comes up and in her heart, she says, if only I touch his garment, I'll be made well, which is a really impressive declaration of her faith that you have two really amazing declarations of faith from the ruler in the town saying like, I know my daughter's dead, but Jesus, if you come, she'll, she'll be alive again. And then this other woman just saying, I don't even need to talk to Jesus. I don't even need him to touch me. If I can just touch the very edge of his cloak, I can be healed. Those are pretty amazing declarations of faith. And what is super cool here and what my mom and I were kind of processing and talking about was just that Jesus didn't have to necessarily like stop and acknowledge that she touched his cloak. And I think it's in the account from Mark actually, which I um, love that account too, because I think that's the one where he actually says who touched me, which is kind of funny because it's like he's in this giant crowd of people. And so it's kind of like, I mean, if you've ever been in a packed city on a bus or in a subway and you're like bumping up against all these people and you're just like, who touched me? It's like, well, like 700 different people have touched you at this point. Like, you know, everybody's invading your space. So it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I, what do you, what do you mean who touched you? I think that's in that other account. Um, but it's just really cool that he actually decides to acknowledge it and stop and like talk to her and say like, your faith is what made you well. And that she was made well from that because it's really cool to kind of recognize that what Jesus really does in that moment isn't just like, call her out that she touched him and like acknowledge it for other people. It's more for her heart because she could have touched his cloak, gone away healed, and then lived with like a guilt of like that she had done this secretive thing and that no one knew. But the thing is God wanted her to know. Jesus wanted her to know that like even this little thing that you've done, even this little act of faith, like I see you. I see you in your pain. I see you in your struggle. I see you in your need. And I care. And I'm going to, I hear you and I see you. And it's this really cool, beautiful acknowledgement of his like love for that woman. And, and then he goes on and saves a little girl, which is another really cool part of that story. But it's just, 
doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, when you like look at it just from a, if that was actually playing out in real time. Like, I think it's easy to read Bible stories and think like, yep, that's, that's the Bible story. Cool. Like, it, and like, we don't see it for the reality of it. Like, if you were in that story, if you were that ruler who's like, went, you like hustled out, you found Jesus, you got him, you're like trying to hurry him back to your house. Like, I've been putting myself in that situation. If I'm a mom and my kid just died and I think, okay, if I can get Jesus over here, he can heal my kid and I, I just got to get Jesus to my house. I am not wanting us to like stop and heal others along the way. I'm like focused. We're like getting to my house. We're getting my kid healed. <clears throat> we got to fix this. But that isn't Jesus's mindset because Jesus isn't put in the limitations that I think we often put him in. We put God in a box and we limit him to what we understand and what makes sense to us. And so when we look at circumstances or we look at our lives, it's really easy for us to do that. And I'm not trying to, you know, add extra to the story, but I think it's important to look at a story and kind of try and like think about it in reality of like, think about this really playing out. Think about how crazy that actually sounds and how different God thinks and does things because he knows things that we don't know. He knows the importance of pausing to heal this other woman and to show her the compassion and love that she needed in this moment. And it didn't matter how much longer it took him to get to the house for the little girl because God isn't God isn't limited to a time frame, to a season, to life and death. He isn't limited to anything. He can do so much more than what we give him credit for. And so I just, it was just a super interesting thought that, you know, I kind of had as I was talking with my mom and as I've kind of been dealing with these parents of like, when you don't really know everything, when you aren't the expert, it's really easy to make assumptions, to think you can see how things are unfolding or how things are playing out. It's easy to give limitations to God and to kind of set up this parameter and make things make sense in your head. But I would just really encourage you guys, if you're struggling in this way, if you're really questioning and struggling with things that God is doing or how timelines are looking, that God knows what he's doing. He knows every part of your heart and every heart of the people around you. He knows the exact timing for everything. And our timing usually isn't what God's is. And our plans usually aren't what God's are. Most of the time, I could look at several scenarios in my life and say, I would have been fine if that didn't happen. But the thing is, everything that has happened to me, every part of my life has been woven together for a purpose. Every part of it, every season has made me exactly who I am today and has made the people around me the people they are because we all influence the people we're around and it's just this very big intricate web and he knows what everyone needs at all times and he is the only one capable. So I just wanted to encourage you guys in that today that like he knows, he knows you, he knows your needs, he knows your heart. He hears you and he sees you even 
somebody touching his garment in a crowd. He sees everything and he cares so deeply. I just love that that's really what you can see from this story is he cares about somebody touching his cloak. Like that's amazing to me. So I just hope that that's an encouragement for you guys today. And I just wanted to close with this verse from Ephesians and encourage you guys that God is so much greater. Like whatever you think, however grand you can get him to in your mind, like I'm confident that I can still not even hold the grandiosity of God in my mind. Like as much as I can, I try, but like he's so much more than that. And whatever you're going through, whatever you're struggling, I just would encourage you to really just like try and take away limits that you've set. If you've set like a time limit for God, if you've set a season limit, if you have things that you're putting on him that you've decided aren't possible, doable, capable, redeemable, healable, fixable, anything, I just would really encourage you to give those things over to God. And his answers might never be what we think they're going to be, but I promise you that he is faithful and he hears you and he cares about you and he can do so much more than what we think. So I'm going to close with this verse from Ephesians and this is what it says. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think According to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that this small moment of remembering that God knows everything has been an encouragement for your heart today. My prayer, as always, is that these small, simple moments will encourage you and ground you in your faith. I know that God can do amazingly big things, even from these small little moments. You can find me on Instagram at Mustard Seed Podcast if you want to reach out there with any comments, questions. I love hearing from you guys, and it really does help other people find this podcast if you rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcast. And I just thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you next time.